Welcome to Coffee and Jesus. My name is Jael and I'm coming to you from Houston, Texas. It is July 7th, 2022. My topic today is about music. I love music and I've made podcasts and videos before about music, but I was reminded tonight by listening to another video podcast about just how much music really affects us and how that it can be a gateway for the enemy. Music was created by God, so in and of itself, it is a good thing because God created it. It helps to enrich our lives. It can make us feel happy when we're sad. It can enrich the worship service. But ultimately, I believe it was created for us to be able to praise and glorify God. Psalms 150 verses 1 through 3, three I believe, says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. And in this passage, David is exclaiming that praises should be given to God in his sanctuary with various musical instruments. Now, Psalms 150 also focuses on some of the many reasons that we should praise God. Praise him for his mighty acts, his excellent greatness. Praise and worship was a huge deal in the Jewish community within the temple and within the church. And the music that was played in the house of God was very organized. There was a system in place that governed the musicians, the instruments they played, who oversaw everything. I mean, it was just very, very planned coordinated and well executed. And this helped to create the level of reverence and awe for each person who was supposed to take part in the worship services. And yet it seems like nowadays that organization of the worship set has superseded the true purpose of worship. And that's what makes my heart sad. We are to be singing and making melodies to the Lord during worship time and keeping our thoughts and minds fixed on him. Not how well the person sings, not that they're all dressed in a coordinated manner, not that the drummer was, you know, had an excellent solo, not that it was our favorite song from our favorite gospel artist. But the purpose of worship is to glorify and fix our minds and our eyes on God. And we've gotten away from that. Music creates an atmosphere of praise, and it's a great way to drive away the negative feelings like sadness and anxiety and, and hopelessness. Because hymns and psalms bring hope. They relax the mind and they conjure up feelings of joy in the Lord. Psalm 71, 23 says, My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you and my soul, which you have redeemed. James 5, 13 says, Let him praise anyone cheerful. Let him sing psalms. You know, guys, um, judgment begins in the house of the Lord. And those of you who follow the news or social media, we've seen so many worship artists, worship leaders, worship pastors, 
exposed uh, for the things that they've been doing that we should not do as followers of Jesus, or they've stepped away from the faith, or they've renounced Christianity and the things that the Bible says are wrong, you know, you know, or that are an abomination, and now they have that lifestyle themselves and so on. It's just a hot mess. The Bible's very clear. Judgment begins in the house of the Lord. So when these exposures continue to happen, don't be surprised by that. The praise and worship right now is, is tainted. People are singing about Jesus. It's not the same as singing to Jesus. Ushering in the Holy Spirit is not to be played with in the house of God. If you're not, you know, if you, I, we are not meeting him in the secret place, it will be evidence as we sing and perform and entertain instead of draw people to the glory of God. Many people can sing. And then there are those who truly have a gift for either singing or songwriting or playing an instrument. And you know it's a gift because most people enjoy it and it gives you goosebumps. But those goosebumps are not necessarily an anointing, the falling down of the fire of the Holy Spirit. It takes the anointing to break strongholds and yokes. So my question is, who are you listening to in your musical genre, your musical repertoire? And how is the music ministering to your spirit? Do you just like the songs? Or is it really ministering to your spirit? Does it make you fall to your knees and weep? The Lord inhabits our praises. So it's okay to go ahead and record albums and go on tour and have your merchandise. But make sure that if you are a worship leader, that your heart posture is for true worship. Now, I've said before in another podcast, there are many different genres of music, and a lot of Christians will say, well, there's just, you know, God's music, and then there, everything else is worldly. I honestly don't um, ascribe to that theory, that belief. I believe there's, yes, there's secular music, which is non-Christian music, but within that secular music, I believe there are many genres of music that are perfectly acceptable, that aren't going to lead you astray, that aren't going to uh, put you in a, let's say, promiscuous mood, and is going to entice you to go out and do things. They don't contain um, a bunch of cuss words or verbiage that's misogynistic or abusive disrespectful. So there's, you know, there's all kinds of music and I love music. Everybody on my mother's side either sang, danced, or played an instrument, including myself. So we are a musical family. I love music. I'll say it a thousand times. And I listen to music other than Christian music. I like classical. There are a very few country groups that I like, but there are some country groups that I like. There is some uh, soft rock, soft pop, whatever you want to call it, music that I enjoy, different artists, um, because I just enjoy their artistry. As an older person, I pay attention more now to the lyrics than I did when I was younger. So I'm very cautious 
about what I listened to over and over and over again. Whereas before, when I was a teenager and, you know, in high school or college or whatever, it was the beat that got me first. Then, you know, 50 plays later, I'd figure out, oh, maybe this is not an appropriate song because I never paid attention to the words. So I just want to caution you, if you enjoy all types of music like I do, just pay attention to the words and pay attention to how it makes you feel. And guys, I want to be really transparent right now. I am 58 years old and there are songs that make you feel sexual, sensual. There are. Um, and it's not even the words. It's the music itself. It's the notes. It's the chords. And so I know that I need to be cautious in listening to certain types of songs because that's not a good road for me to go down. As a single person, I shouldn't be having those thoughts of wanting to do things or whatever. So I know that I have to be careful with that. Now, other people can listen to that and they're perfectly fine and it does not affect them. It affects me. <laughs> so I, I can't listen to that. Um, you know, you, everybody has their weakness. Please pay attention to what the artists are promoting in their songs. Pay attention to the symbols on their albums, on their stage sets. It's just amazing how many symbols there are that are used by different artists that we just completely overlook, ignore, don't notice, or we just are ignorant of the fact that these are demonic or satanic symbols. So just pray about that. Just pray about it. Um, like I said, I enjoy all types of music. I always have. I always will. And uh, it's something that I, I pray about, just like the things that I watch. But that's a topic for another day. There are many artists who have admittedly sold their souls to be famous, to be rich, to be popular, to be wealthy, to have great success. And they've admitted that. And they have to live with that. And I'm sure there's torture in their minds. I'm sure they can't sleep at night. I'm sure there's some discomfort there because you can't make a deal like that and have a just a completely carefree, happy life. There's one group in particular that when they made this deal with the enemy, that they said they wanted babies to be born to this particular song that they made. I'm not going to name the artist. I'm not going to name the song. But if I did, you would go, oh yeah, that's a, hmm, that's a good baby making song. I'll just put it that way. Um, and that particular artist group, many, many, many men and women would come up to them after concerts and say, my child was conceived to your song. Their wish was granted. What they sold their soul for was, was granted. Um, yeah. Pay attention to how the songs make you feel. So moving to the other emotions, 
there's some music that can make you really feel angry and violent. Believe it or not, I grew up listening to a lot of hard rock. A lot of it. Loved it. Just loved it. My mother was so confused. She didn't understand how I could play classical music so beautifully on my flute. And then in the next instance, I'm listening to, <laughs> she doesn't even know what kind of music this is that's coming out of my bedroom. And that music has a certain energy to it that does make you feel invincible and like you just want to go fight somebody. And those of you who like that type of music, you know exactly what I'm saying. It fuels you. It pumps you. It energizes you. It charges you up, but not in a good way. It's very negative. It's very violent. It's very aggressive. Then there's music that makes you uh, sentimental or, or feel sad or sympathy. So music really does affect your mood. It affects your emotions. It affects your psychological state. And that's why it's an easy trap to fall into from the enemy. He can toy with you with that. And I'll be the first to admit, all the trouble that I got into into college had to do with music as the root. Because for me, music and dancing goes together. I was a good dancer growing up. And as soon as the kids in college and in my uh, sorority and a little sister to a fraternity group figured out that I was a good dancer, oh, then I was invited to every party because Jael can dance. She's quiet and she's a good girl. She doesn't drink and she doesn't sleep around, but boy, can that girl dance. And so that put me in places where I should not have been that were dangerous house parties with drugs and people shooting and God knows what else. Um, clubs where there were drug deals going on, I'm sure, and drug dealers and um, people making out in cars in the parking lot and uh, getting drunk and, uh, you know, all, all sorts of stuff <laughs> was going on. So the music and the dancing led me into a different group of friends. And this particular group of friends, um, there were some sketchy, shady characters in, the, in, in that group. I'll just say that. And I was just being so hypocritical during those college years, especially, and high school, because I would uh, party all night, Friday night, Saturday night, get up and go to church on Sunday. Like I hadn't done anything. <laughs> uh, wow, I was a crazy girl. The enemy knows what you like. He knows your flavor. He knows how to get to you. So back to worship and music and the original intent of music created by God. Let me ask you a question. Is your admiration of the music in church for the song, for the giftedness of the singer, excuse me, or for the worship of our holy God. That's the bottom line. 
Is the worship truly worship or are you idolizing the singer? Are you upset when they don't sing the songs that you like? And you're like, I'm ready to go. Or are you basking in the glory of God? Is your worship team sticking to a three song set that they have to sing within 15 minutes and they're rushing through, they're not letting the Holy Spirit take over and lead the worship? Is it all a dog and pony show? Or is it truly the worship of the King of Kings? These are the questions that you need to be asking yourself about music in reference to church. I hope I've given you some food for thought. And I hope that you have daily worship time. I do. That's my favorite part of the day is when I get up in the morning and I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. And then I begin to sing sing along to worship music on YouTube. And then I'll have some Bible study time. I actually have an app that twice a day rings this beautiful like chiming bell and uh, tells me the verses to read and times to pray. But the worship music in the morning, that sets the tone for my day. And I feel the difference when I don't do it. I have a different kind of day usually not in a good way. I encourage you to have daily worship on your own with the Lord, just you and him, just loving on Jesus. He inhabits our praises. He delights in that. And again, I hope I've given you some food for thought. God bless you. Love you. Bye.